Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the BMW Life. That's boss life, mom life, wife life. And I am your host, Serena Moore Thomas, destroyer of comfort zones, speaker, author, entrepreneur, homeschooling mama. Yeah, doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But guess what? I want to show you how to find your rhythm, how to discover your God-given purpose, and how to do this thing called life with less grind, girl, and more grace. I promise you, you are in for a treat. Grab your notebook, something to write with, and let's get into it. I believe you're going to be blessed by this podcast episode. We titled it, Your Assignment is Not Optional. So here, I'm just talking to you, uh, really just pouring out my heart to you concerning your assignment and what it is that God is giving you to do. Uh, many of you know, you know, I am I'm wholeheartedly um, a, a believer. I have an assignment from God and I believe that this podcast is is part of it. It is certainly a, a vehicle that God can use to reach those that, um, that, I'm, that I'm called to, right? I don't know um, about you, but I, I can tell you for me, I know that this is one way um, that God has given me a platform to be able to reach those who um, I am assigned to. And so I, I believe that you're going to really be blessed by, by this episode. And so take a listen. And I can't wait to, uh, to hear your review. This is something that I just want to share in terms of, um, and I want to say it's really more for um, for believers, for those that um, that believe as as I believe um, that the creator of a thing determines the purpose of a thing, and no, we cannot be whoever we want to be, whenever we want to be, write our own path, and all of that stuff. I do believe that we are called and appointed for such a time as this. I believe that we are created, um, and we are created beings, meaning that the creator determines the purpose. I don't get to dictate to the creator who I am, just like the chair doesn't get to tell the creator of a chair what it is, right? So I believe that we are created with purpose and and an assignment. And I believe that we are here um, now for such a time as this. And here's the piece of advice that I would give to you. And this is something that has really um, come in handy for me, uh, especially more recently. There's so much going on in the world. There are so many things to distract you, to get you off course, to get you, um, you know, to get you confused and to open up the door to fear and doubt and distress and anxiety and things like that. And as believers, we have not only um, the ability, but we have a right to come up higher, right? We are seated with him according to the scripture, seated with him in heavenly places. We don't have to play these low level games. We are not designed to be simply managers of circumstance, right? So we have the ability um, through, through, through prayer to communicate with God, the creator of all things, the giver of light and life. We have the power of life and death in our tongue. We have angelic support to accomplish the thing that God has given us to do. We have the spirit of God at work on the 
inside of us, the same spirit, according to the scripture, that raised Jesus from the dead is alive and well in you. And so um, you really, you have no reason to fear. And, um, you know, I was talking to somebody today and it just kind of sparked a lot of stuff. Um, But one of the things that came out of the conversation, it was like, you know, don't you make sure that at the end of the day, you are spending time with God and you are um, listening to what he is telling you to do. Do understand, and I know this from personal experience, I, there have been so many times where I have had to make unpopular decisions and I have to be willing to, like the first principle of the Water Walker book, um, I have to be willing to stand alone in those decisions and I'm okay with that. Um, but here's the deal. Don't get assignment and advice from people who are lax and lazy about their own assignment. Okay, don't 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 do it because you'll end up confused, messed up and something, you know, feeling like you going crazy. Um, We oftentimes treat the things that God gives us to do, the gifts that God puts in us. Right. Because it's his gift, but it's to us. And the reason why he he gives us these gifts and these talents, these skills and the ability abilities it's all an expression of his love point blank period because it all belongs to him but it's an expression of his love but when I treat those gifts like junk mail then something's wrong right so and what do I mean treating the gift like junk mail you know what you do with junk mail junk mail come you kind of look at it you might put it on the table and you say things like you know what put that over there because I might need that one day Or, yeah, put that up on the refrigerator because, you know, we might use that. I don't know if I need this or not. Well, just sit it over there. I'll get to it when I get to it. No, throw that in the trash. I don't even know what this is. This is how we treat junk mail, right? But unfortunately, the thing that God has given us to do, some of you even, are treating it like junk mail. I'll get to it when I get to it. I'm going to do this, but I ain't doing that. Not right now. Eventually, I'm going to get to it. And all the while, you know, there are people waiting for you to show up where you're supposed to be and stuff like that. And you know how I am about that, (laughs) about that. So don't treat what God has given you like junk mail. You have to make a decision that you are going to do what God has called you to do. Now, um, we are living certainly in the last days, right? And we've been saying this, it was the last days in Bible days. We are living in the last moments, the last hours, the last minutes. We believe as children of God, as believers in Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ is soon to come and we will be raptured, caught up to meet him in the air. And there will be a time of tribulation where the world is is going you think is evil now it's gonna go crazy here right but we believe that and I believe that um, and at the same time while every single day I'm preparing so that I am rapture ready meaning my heart is ready I'm not holding bitterness I'm not holding um, um, uh, I'm not holding any kind of rebellion or or um, uh, harboring any ill feelings toward anyone I am repenting daily because we all sin and fall short of the glory of God I'm doing the things that I know to do I'm praying and seeking God 
God and I'm staying before him and living a life, trying to live peaceably with all men. I'm trying to live a life that's pleasing to God. I, my desire is to have clean hands and a pure heart, right? Doing what I know to do, what is in my power. And as God reveals more things to me that I need to work on by examining myself, then I'm, I'm quick to make sure that I address those things and that I go to him and say, God, show me how, show me where, you know, so I'm rapture ready, making sure my heart is prepared. My mind is prepared, making sure I am not doing things knowingly that I know is against what God told me to do. I, I, those things I'm doing, but I also know that I don't want to stand before God with my work undone. And sometimes that, um, that, right there. Um, I, I don't want to be found with my work undone. I don't meaning I don't want to have been here on this earth. God telling me to do something and I had I, not done it by the end of my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I stand before God, which that's what I believe happens. Um, uh, I'm going to stand before God at the end of my life. And I have to give an account for what I have done with what he gave me. Um, for what I have done or not done. I, I do believe that, right? And I want to stand before him empty. I want to live full and die empty, right? And there are certain desires. There are certain things. There's certain passion that God has placed on me, certain burdens, I would say. That's what they're called, burdens, meaning you have a a real heart for something. It 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 um it bothers you when things are not a certain way because of the heart that you have for it. It becomes a burden to you. So for example, for me, um I remember from a young age, right? I I my church would um, you know, every once in a while we would have people that would come and let's say they would, came from a homeless shelter or whatever and they would get in the van and you know bring them to church or whatever and then have to take them back to the homeless shelter when we left church and for me this was the burden for me now is there anything wrong with that no you want to make sure they get the word of God they get to know Christ that their you know their lives are whatever we don't know all 100% of the facts of how they got to where they got to and I, so I do I get that right but for me again God God gave me certain burdens there are certain things that I just care about at an extreme level more than others right and for me it bothered me to no end that we would have to bring them into where God is um, God, and, and, and then, you know, minister to them in word, maybe give them something to eat and then send them back to a homeless place. Right. I, I, I always felt like, God, OK, can I get the building? Like, when am I going to get the building where I can, you know, where <laughs> where I can provide housing to people now? Can I provide housing to the whole world? No. But I know what it's like to um, have a heart and have the resource or, or not have the resource and only be able to give you a plate and send you back to, uh, you know, back to the street. Like, I, I just that bothers me. And, and you may be listening to that and be like, Serena, that sounds absolutely crazy. Cool. Not your burden. God bless you. But there are certain things that I know God called me to do um, certain resources. He's called me to gather. I know it. I mean, I can't really 
completely explain it to you and I don't have to. Um, but I know that that is in me to do certain things in business. I do because God shows it to me. Right. And, and, and even that, like, and I talked to somebody about this, even the other day, even the things that I'm able to do in business, right. Um, in leading companies, consulting with multi-million dollar companies and showing people how to strategically plan their I walk into most strategy sessions knowing nothing and feeling totally out of place and inadequate because I, I don't have a degree in this. I didn't go to school for this. I don't have, a, you know, I, I, yeah, I rely on the spirit of God. And so this is the way that God has trained me, though, d through the years from a teenage mother of twin girls to CEO of this company, COO of this company, hundred million dollar company over here, consultant with multinational companies, global companies calling me to ask me for some advice in a certain area. Like what? That's nothing but God. I can't even take credit for it because I can't point you to how I know I can only point you up. And so I know that certain things in business, God has anointed me to do that. There is business and there's ministry that flows out of me and every door he opens. Look, I don't, I don't get into the door and forget who I am in God. When I show up, the spirit of God is with me, in me, working through me and comes upon me when I need him. <laughs> do, you, do you understand what I'm saying? So, and, and, but that's, again, that's part of my assignment. I wouldn't expect you to understand that totally and completely and clap for me and agree with me because you have a different assignment. My point is don't treat what God is giving you like junk mail and don't take advice from folks that's lazy and lax with their assignment trying to give you some, some, some advice on yours. That's foolishness to me. If it's still optional for you to do what God called you to do, if it's still optional for you to just keep your word, how about you do what you said you're going to do? You don't, we don't care. And, and, and uh, Coach Andre said this in our, um, in our water walker class. I think he said it. Something similar. If he didn't say this exactly, something similar. But we don't keep our word to ourselves. But we want God to keep all his word to us. We wake up talking about, okay, today I'm going to do it. And we just don't. And we're okay with that. Okay, by Tuesday, you know, by fourth quarter, 20, I'm going to do. Uh, okay, let's go. We still ain't seen it. What the world? You don't keep your own word to yourself. And the more that you do that and become comfortable with saying you're going to do something and then that time coming and you still haven't done it and you still aight with it, you get further and further away from the you that God can use. I don't care what nobody say. And that could be my opinion. And it's okay. It's my, I'm allowed my opinion. It's my podcast right now. I'm on my soapbox and I'm saying what I need to say in front of my audience of none. But I'm ultimately accountable to God. At the end of the day, I don't want to see you die holding on to the things that God gave you to do. I don't want to see you die holding on to the things God gave you to do because somebody don't agree with it. I don't want to see you keep the people waiting that you have been called to. I don't want to see your book inside of you never written. I don't want to hear from no more writers that don't write, singers that don't sing. 
business people that don't start the darn business. Teachers who don't teach. Painters who won't paint. Like, come on. So I'm here to challenge you. Enough has to be enough. Like, if not now, then when? Seriously. I think we did a podcast called that. If not now, then when? If not who? If not you, then who? Right? Remember the other podcast? We, one of the podcast episodes, I forget which one it is, but we talked about Moses who did not qualify. He was trying to talk God out of trying to use him. And God is like, what are you talking about? Uh, from the time I put you in the Jordan, in the basket, you know, remember your mom put you in the basket in, in Jordan and sent you down. The I'm sorry. I said the Jordan. I meant the Nile. From the time he put you in the Nile, the Nile River, from the time that happened, I had already appointed you and called you the deliverer of the children of Israel. So here you are as a grown man at the, in, the, in the wilderness, standing here at this bush telling me what you can't do. I already know that you can because I've been at the end of your life and I've seen it done already. So I'm going to deal with you according to what I already know is done because I have all information about all things at all times. And I'm everywhere. And with you at the same time. And so somebody needs to hear that. You got to break free from that fear. God has not given you a spirit of fear. Power, love, and a sound mind is yours. What are you afraid of? And listen, I'm not talking as someone who is never afraid. I'm always afraid. Actually, there's always a little fear there. The thing is, I don't let fear drive. I have had to make so over my life, if I look back, it has been one unpopular decision after another. And guess what? It's all good. It, it's all good. It's all right. <laughs> it is all right. I remember when it was time for me to leave my job and I was young, very young. Um, I was about 19 or 20. I might have been 21. I'm not sure, but I was young. I was somewhere between, yeah, 19 or 20. Had the twins at 17. So by this time they were what, two, three, whatever. So they were very young. They were at the daycare downstairs in the building where I was working in Center City. I had a wonderful job. I was getting dressed up and going to work every day. And I felt really important. <laughs> I was working at an investment firm. And I used to sit at my desk and say things like, I am way too talented to sit here. I am way too. There is more. There is more. I cannot stay here. Um, and, I, and I felt this urge to go. Now, yes, at the same time. We were building a company and part time I was trying to do stuff, you know, for my dad and, and you know, get the paperwork together. I was trying to do all these things um, and we were building, but I, I knew that there was more. I just knew um, that there was more. And I remember um, sitting and looking out the window the one day and I said, God, I want to leave. I want to go. And it was like Peter on that boat. Y'all heard me say this before. For those of you that have read the book or listened to the book or whatever, <laughs> I felt like Peter, Lord, if it's you bid me to come out there on the water, I want to come out there where you are because I'm there's more than me on this boat, but I want to get out this boat. And I had that kind of an experience with him. And I really, really felt like God was saying, OK, go like, come, come on. And at the time. 
I, you know, had many advisors, many, you know, folks that were cheering for me, mentoring me, helping me, um, grooming me, like all of that, like, you know, just there for me, point blank, like just really there. Um, and, and whose opinions I valued highly, right? And then family and then friends and, you know, so I, I felt like, I, I, I'm like, I think God wants me to go. Like, I think I can go. And I remember having conversations with different people and I would get responses like, well, you got to use wisdom, you know, and, and wisdom says you have two children that need you and you need a steady source of income and, you know, you still have to pay your rent and they have, you have benefits there and insurance and, you know, you have this and you have that and, and, and you, you know, you need to make sure you're taking care of your business and, you know, God is wise and he will give you wisdom um, and show you how to do this. And did it. But I ain't hear all that. I heard go. And God knows me, right? He created me. He already know what I'm supposed to be doing. And he already knows how he deals with me. And he knows that I believe him. Um, I've been called naive and gullible uh, a lot of my life. And, and it's come in handy with my faith because the way my faith set up, if he say it, I believe it. I ain't even got questions about it, seriously. And if I miss him, I believe that he is um, faithful and just to forgive me. Um, and if I miss him, I believe that all things will work together for my good because I love him and I'm called according to his purpose and his plan. So I believe that if I'm seeking him, if I'm praying, if my heart it, it has a desire to please him and do what I believe he's saying to do, he knows that. And even if I misstep, he causes it to come back and work together for my good. I believe that his grace is sufficient for me and his mercy endures, right? And so I don't take that for granted by any means. I won't purposely do what I want and see if his grace works. But if I believe in my heart that I have sought him, that I have heard him, that I have agreed um, in, in the spirit with him and, and there is agreement and, and not just from me, but there's agreement of witness, all that. If I've done that, I'm confident to go, right? And so all of the advice I was getting at the time was, you know, conventional wisdom. You know, you got to use your wisdom. You know, wisdom says that, 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 that. But guess what? There will be times in your life, believers, where your conventional wisdom got to take the backseat and your faith has to drive because wisdom, right, is your ability to use the information that you have, right? That's your that wisdom, right? Your, your, and wisdom is, um, um, is extremely important. Please don't get me wrong, right? <laughs> wisdom is crying out in the streets, the Bible say, for somebody to let her in, um, of all things, right? The, uh, who was it that prayed for wisdom? I don't want riches and stuff. Just give me wisdom. Wisdom is a principal thing. Wisdom is extremely important. Your faith, however, is extremely important as well. And I believed God by faith that he was telling me to go. Now, everybody didn't hear what I heard. Everybody can't see what I see. I know what I believe and I'm going, right? And I did, I made the decision, even though it was against counsel that I had at the time, I had to make the decision because I really felt that strongly about it. And I stepped out and as I stepped out and made the decision and said, okay, bump it, I'm going to do it. I didn't tell anybody I was going to sit with my, with my boss or anything. And as I sat there, I had this conversation with my boss and at the, his name is Tom, right? And at the time I sat with Tom and I said, listen, I need to talk to you. I can no longer work here. And I'm not sitting here to tell you that I'm taking, that I'm giving you two weeks notice. 
Um, in fact, I just want you to know that I believe that there is more that I'm supposed to be doing. Um, there are some college courses I would like to take. There's a business I, I believe that I'm, I'm supposed to be working in. There's some things that I would like to do and I just don't feel like I'm supposed to be here any longer. Now, Tom don't understand it either. As far as he know, like, girl, how could you let go of your job? You got two kids downstairs and did it. So he's thinking along the same lines and that's okay. But guess what happened? As I sat there, I told him, I said, I'm not giving you two weeks notice. What I will do is I'll stay as long as you need me to. I understand that my position here is critical to your operation because I was working as a financial sales assistant for Advest, which was bought by Merrill Lynch, right? I know that my position is critical to this operation. I'm basically the office manager, the sales assistant, the point of contact for all things nine to five every day. So I get it. I will stay until you find someone that you are comfortable with. Not only will I stay, but I will stay as long as you need me to until you find someone. And I will stay and train that person to your satisfaction. So I'm not saying I got to leave right this second, but I will, you know, I want to go out the right way. And this man looked at me and I was about 19, 20, 21, something like that, somewhere around very young. And he said, no one has ever come to me like that. He said, young lady, that is very um, admirable of you or something. He used some word I didn't know at the time. <laughs> and he said, okay, since you're going to do that, I'll tell you what, when the time comes, when we do find somebody, I will lay you off instead of um, allowing you to resign. By laying you off, you'll be able to file for unemployment and at least get unemployment for a little bit. Not only that, because you offered to stay and train the other person, I'll extend your severance by two months, I believe it was. I'll extend your severance pay, so my salary. And so here's what happened. Found the person, I helped interview, I mean everything. I trained them, I stayed, I did what I needed to do. It was time to go. I um, enrolled in community college to get some business courses under my belt. And then I realized that I don't, I, I wasn't cut out for that. Um, I tried it. Uh, but so I enrolled in school, had some grant money come, was able to help take care of the, the house, right, with some grant money, praise God. Um, and then my, my, my salary had been extended two months out. So I was two months out there. Then I was able to collect unemployment. And at that time, unemployment was, a, you, you were allowed to renew it so I could get it for even longer. So about a year and a half, I was able to live off of what my decision caused. Some doors don't open till you walk up to them. So while the advice that I was getting looked like I was leaving everything and I was about to go twiddle my thumbs and possibly sit on the curb with two kids, God had already prepared a way and was just waiting for me to walk toward it, knowing nothing, knees knocking, heart pounding, palms sweating. He was just waiting for me to walk toward it because the way had already been made. He's already seen this. He already knows this. He has promised to be with me every step of the way. He keeps me. He covers me. The righteous have never been forsaken nor their seed begging bread. I have the word working in my life. I have the power of God with me. I am walking confidently and boldly in what God said and I left 
had I not left, I don't know, we would, I, I, I still be sitting there today. <laughs> still be sitting there today. Went on to start an amazing business. Went on to help, you know, help my dad uh, with the business, right? But then went on to start other businesses and run other companies. I've never been back. I'm, I haven't had a nine to five clock in, clock in, clock out type job since I was about 21, whenever that was. I haven't, I've never had to call out and ask for, I have not since I was in my early 20s, call, had to call and ask if I can, you know, get a sick day. And it's because this has always been, I've always been entrepreneurial. But everything that God, even the job, I didn't qualify for that. I took my Series 7 securities license test at 19, at 20. Series 7 test is the test you take so that you can, you know, trade stocks. Took it at 20. Six-hour test. Hardest test in my life. Now, I missed it by, like, two points, one or two points. But I was already believing God, just doing, just going and trusting him. And, and listen, it is a free way to live. I'm telling you, God does not require a whole lot from you. He requires ultimately that you trust him. He requires ultimately that you put your faith in him. He requires ultimately that his creation, those created, would return to their creator so that he can tell you what to do. He's the only one holding your purpose. And we look for purpose in books and in places and we look for manifestation, things all over. And he's like, yo, I created you. So why not just come back to me? I'm just saying. That's what it's like to be lost. And as a believer, like one of our jobs is to save the lost, right? To go out and win the lost, not just lost in sin, meaning you just live in a, a, a crazy sinful life, but lost meaning disconnected from the one that created you. It's our job to win the lost. And I know that a very real part of my assignment is to wake you up, to stand you up and to point you up. I only want to be an example of God's grace and mercy. I want to flow in the love of God. I want to give at high levels. I want to be who God has created me to be. I want to encourage you. I want to minister to you. I want to see you be everything that God has called you to be. Do everything God has called you to do. Say everything God is leading you to say. I want to see. I don't want to see you die holding on to all that God has given you. Forfeiting a life that is promised to you by Christ. Through Christ. And that's, that's where I'm at. My assignment is real. I can't say that I've always, and listen, he's still revealing it. I can't say that, okay, this is my assignment and there's nothing else for me to do. I do not know. <laughs> I know that he told me to wake him up, stand him up, point him up. I know when I'm flowing in my assignment because you can see the fruit. Right? I, I, so I know, I, I know that. You'll know a tree by the fruit it bears. You will. And so I'm off my soapbox, guys. What I want you to do, stay committed to the thing God gave you to do. Don't let anything or anyone deter you 
Don't you dare be given over to fear or doubt or unbelief or anything else. Um, return to your creator, the one that made you. Because for real, he's the only one with the answers. You can try to find answers everywhere you want. But like the scripture says, does the clay look at the potter and tell it what it should be? No, no, that don't make sense, right? So we are created and we're created in the image and likeness of God. And I believe that God wants to, um, to, to, to say a whole lot to you. I believe that there's a lot that God wants to say to you. And I would encourage you that through, through, during this time, um, whatever time you are listening to this podcast, be it evening, be it morning, whenever, um, find some time, get into a quiet place and say, Lord, I'd like to get to know you. God, creator of heaven and earth. And the way that you get to know him. And again, I believe like I believe John three sixteen. for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. We will all die. That's did we that's going to happen. Right. But I believe that we live again. So that YOLO, I don't believe in that. There's no you only live once. That's not the truth. According to the scripture, it has been appointed unto man once to die. And after that, the judgment. So there is life again. And I do believe that there's a heaven and a hell. There's a God that wants to live with you, that wants you to dwell with him eternally. And I believe that for those that have come to the knowledge of who Jesus Christ is and who God is, that we have a responsibility to tell those that do not know. That's all I'm doing. Maybe you don't know. Maybe you've tried stuff. And I told you, I'm not, I'm not talking about join organized church religion. Go get you a, a skirt down to the, underneath your feet and carry a big Bible and, you know, fall out. None of that. None of that. None of that. What I will say is get into a private place with God where, and he just wants to hear your heart. You don't even have to have a whole lot of great words. Here's what's awesome. He knows your thoughts. <laughs> he already knows what you're thinking. He knows what you're feeling. He knows what you're experiencing. He knows everything that you need before you even ask of it. And so wherever you are, go ahead and find you a, a, a place, a quiet place where you can talk to the Lord. He's listening. He's everywhere and with you at the same time. He's never too busy. He's always available. And I believe that a heart that, that, is, that is sincere, if you say, God, I want you to come into my life. I, I, I heard that you promised a life that's different. Yeah, <laughs> I want that life. Because see, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, to destroy. But Jesus said, I come that you might have life and that more abundantly. No Jesus, no peace. No Jesus, K-N-O-W, no peace, K-N-O-W. <laughs> Get it? And so that is, that's my message all day, every day. Um, and, and again, I just want to be one that, that lives right. Um, and, and an example of God's mercy and love. I don't dot every I, I don't cross every T. I'm not perfect by any means. I need God every single day, just like you do. I confess every single day, just like you do. 
And the one thing I can tell you is that God has been so faithful to me. And I don't know if you've ever been cheated on or done dirty or somebody ever, you know, um, taken you for granted before. But Lord knows it is good to know that there is one who is always faithful. One who is never busy. One who I can always go to. One who will lead and guide me. Always. One who never leaves me or forsake me. And so this is why I can walk in this level of confidence and faith in him because I believe him. And when you turn your life over to him, I'm telling you, you win no matter what. You live for him and you win at the end. You die in him and you still win. <laughs> you win because you get to live with him eternally. There's a place that is so much better than here. And so there's no, there's no loot. You on the winning team when you make that choice to live your life according to how your creator designed it. And so get to know him. I pray that this has been encouraging to you. I pray that you have found something said during this, uh, <laughs> this podcast rant. I don't even know what we're going to title this one. Um, but if this has been helpful, seriously, I'm, I'm not even, no, all jokes aside, if this has been helpful to you in any way, if you could leave me a review, that would be great. But if you want to email me about this one, if you've listened to other ones, but you know that there was something said in this one, and you know that there's something that, um, that has changed or that is changing in your life because of what you heard, then email me. How about that? Could you share that with me? Uh, email is going to be in the show notes, but it's just Serena at serenaspeaks.com. S-I-R-E-N-A. Share it with me. I, I like to know that this has blessed your heart and this has blessed your life. Um, but definitely um, share that with me. And uh, that's going to be it for today, guys. I pray that you're blessed. You see there, I told you you were in for a treat. Was that incredible or what? I am sure that there was something said today that has you really, really thinking. And here's the deal. You can head right over to my website and I have so many good things for you, like specifically for you. Uh, we have a community of like-minded, faith-focused individuals that are ready to wrap their arms around you and welcome you. And I mean, we have freebies and goodies and all kinds of things. So head on over to serenathomas.com and that's where you can continue this conversation with us and really engage further, okay? And then also, if you are listening to this podcast today and you are like, girl, this is exactly what I needed. I need to know that. Okay, so send me a message. Certainly head over to iTunes and leave us a review. Make sure that you are subscribed or following this channel so that you're the first to know when new episodes are loaded. I'm so glad you took the time to join us and listen, don't be stingy. I know you have a family, friend, or follower that needs this today. So take a screenshot, post it, girl, or just share it. But I enjoyed every moment of it, and I can't wait to connect with you again next week on the BMW Life Podcast. Talk to you soon.